Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy. Tommy want wingy. Tommy. 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 You're listening to the Tom Stirs Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tom Stirs Podcast. Thanks for coming back. Um, You know what? Let's just get into uh, some things I want to talk about. We'll get into the yays and nays and then into the bulk of our podcast. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, why I took a week break uh, in between episode releases. Um, it's not that exciting of an answer. Uh, I was just not uh, feeling like talking a lot during the times where I had time to record the podcast. Just kind of bummed out. Just not feeling great. And that's fine. Um, but we're here now. Um, recording. So here we are. Let's enjoy it. Um, I haven't talked to you guys since my uh, show on June the 10th. So I want to say thanks to everyone who came out um, and supported and came and uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, I think most people enjoyed the show. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, there's at least one person who didn't. They were upset about my shirt that uh, was like pro children. Um, And they were upset by that. So um, to everyone besides that guy, uh, thanks for coming. Um, I had a I had a great time. Uh, I was very nervous going uh, or that whole day. Uh, but then when once I got on stage, saw everyone smiling faces. Just we were all like there f- just to laugh. I felt super comfortable and it was really fun. Um, and some exciting news is that I have another show coming up. Just learned about this a couple days ago. Um, and here are the details. So it's on Thursday, June thirtieth, um, in Provo. It's at a restaurant called Bun Boys, which. Uh, funnily enough, was my nickname in high school, so uh, so that's kind of fun. Um, but it's yeah, it's, uh, it's it's June thirtieth. It's at seven thirty p.m. Tickets are just seven bucks. Uh, you can find them in the link in my bio on TikTok and Instagram, and you can save twenty five percent by using the code Tommy T O M M Y. So if you missed the first one and you're like, dang, I wish there's another one. Well, there is another one. Great news. And if you came to the first one and you said, man, I want to do that again, let's do it again. And if you don't want to come, that's fine too. But uh, yeah, June 30th, Thursday, it's outdoors. Hopefully the weather will be, will be great. If not, we'll figure out something. Um, But yeah, please come out. Link in the bio. Tickets. All right. And some uh, quick yays and nays for the last two weeks. Um, A, a quick yay. Dads. Good dads. Because we had Father's Day. Uh, yesterday I'm I'm filming the or I'm filming, I'm recording this on uh, Monday, June twentieth. So yesterday, uh, Sunday, June nineteenth was Father's Day. Uh, dads are the best. Shout out to all the dads out there, who are um, putting in the work. You know, raising kids. I've never done it. it seems hard. I I know I was a tough child. So uh, you know, just shout out to all the dads out there. You know, being a dad uh, seems like a tough gig sometimes, a lot of times, actually. So um, shout out to, yeah, just shout out to all the dads. I hope everyone, if you are a dad, I hope you had a great Father's Day. If you celebrated your dad, I hope you also had a great Father's Day celebrating with your dad. All right, and the name for our week, um, the so the, the, the Utah Jazz came out with some new jerseys uh, this past week, and they are horrible. They are absolutely disgusting. There are four jerseys that they came out with. One is the purple mountain jerseys that are from the 90s. Those ones are great, but we've known that those are great. 
I know some people don't like them, those people. Uh, I'm not friends with those kinds of people. Um, but those, yeah, those jerseys are great. But the new ones, they're black, white, and a shade of yellow that doesn't exist in the real world. And they are disgusting. I think the Jazz, now that they're disgusting, there's this rumor going around that, like, like, so the jerseys got leaked, like, months ago. And everyone was like, these are disgusting. And there's this rumor that the Jazz were like, oh, no, this is bad. None of our fans like these. And then, like, went to Nike and were like, we need to change these. And Nike was like, nope, locked in. We're doing these ones this year. Suck it. And uh, I don't know if that's true. But uh, it kind of seems like something like that happened because nobody likes these jerseys. Not a single human being. Not a single one. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure most of us will end up being okay with them once the season starts. But as of right now, they might be the worst jerseys I've ever seen. They're so bad. Go look them up if you want to uh, throw up a little bit in your mouth. But, yeah, those that, that's the yay and the nay uh, for the last two weeks. Happy Father's Day. Boo Jazz jerseys. Alright, so I was initially a little upset at myself that I didn't record a podcast um, last Tuesday, or I didn't release one, um, but now, uh, because of what happened later in the week, I'm happy that I didn't, because um, I was already going to talk about what this podcast is talking about, um, but then um, I watched um, something on Netflix that made this episode, uh, that I think will just make this episode uh, overall better, so... Um, so this past week, um, my wife and I, we watched the new, uh, FLDS documentary on Netflix called, um, Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. And, um, I mean, just the, the simplest of, uh, recaps, um, if you're not familiar with the fundamentalist Latter-day Saint, uh, religion, basically it goes, it, it, it tracks its origins back to joseph smith just like mainstream mormonism but where it breaks off is when um mainstream mormonism said no to uh polygamy and they said we're not going to practice polygamy anymore um the flds said we're going to still so that's basically when they split off and they practice polygamy still to to uh this day um and the documentary itself uh uh, centers around two of the prophets of the L- FLDS faith, uh, Rulon Jeffs and his son Warren Jeffs, who became prophet after Rulon died, um, and talks about just the gross stuff that was going on uh, involving um, marriages between older men and underage girls, um, and some of the just disgusting, disgusting stuff that was going on. That's what the show's about, and a lot of it centers on, um, you know, it, you know, it talks about what happened, but the voices, the people describing what happened, um, the majority of them are former members of the FLDS faith, and a lot of them are responsible for putting Warren Jess in prison. Thank goodness, um, and that's where he remains today, and I think understanding um like their motives the motives of the former members um of the FLDS faith talking about the FLDS faith and doing what they did 
um, holding them accountable and speaking out against them can help us understand, and this is the whole big thing that I want to talk about today, is why ex-Mormons can't leave the church alone. And I say that just to repeat a very common complaint of current members of the church. They say, yo, you've left the church, just leave it alone. Or they'll say, man, ex-Mormons can leave the church, but they can't leave it alone. And I'm going to talk a little bit today from um, experiences that I've had with former members, talking with them about why they why they seem like they can't leave it alone. And this, this message is for current members, and maybe it'll just um, make some sense of some stuff. Maybe not, but we're going to get our best. So the first thing that current members need to understand is that how how you view the church is not how ex-members view the church. I know that's obvious, but I think that needs to be understood before any sort of uh, understanding can be built. Current members view the church mostly as a positive thing. This entity that is the LDS church, that is overall a good thing. And for many former members, not all, but for many, they see the LDS church and say, overall, this is a harmful thing. All right? So that's the understanding that you need to have as a current member, that former members of the church, especially those who spend time talking about the LDS church, don't see it as a positive thing. All right. They see it as a harmful thing. And just like those who were in the FLDS church documentary that I was talking about, spent time and effort, um, went to court, you know, did small and big things to speak out against the harms of the FLDS church out of a desire to save who they believed were people being taken advantage of. There are a lot of former members who they view the church as a, a, a harmful entity that either or does all of these things that uh, takes advantage of people, that um, doesn't uplift everyone involved, that harms individuals, whether that be mentally, spiritually, physically, or all the above, that is just overall damaging to those involved. And for many um, who are being harmed may not understand that that harm is happening. And so just just take for a moment, again, message to, to uh, current members. If there is a situation where you saw loved ones being harmed, wouldn't you want to help them? If you saw loved ones in a burning building and they had headphones on and they're just on their computer and, and this house, I don't know, it, it's big enough that the house is on fire, but they don't know about it yet. Wouldn't you want to know, or wouldn't you want to do everything that you could to get their attention and let them know, hey, you're in danger. I can see what you can't see. I can see that there's this fire coming towards you. you you're distracted. Maybe at no fault of your own, you're just listening to music. Not a bad thing. Um, but I want to save you. I want to help you. You would, you would do that. You would do that. 
And so many former members see the church as that burning building. Just to recap, one reason why people talk about the church after leaving the church is they, be, they believe that it's a harmful entity and they're trying to help people. Another reason is because when you're in the church and you're fully active from nearly day one, you're taught to teach, you're taught to preach, you're taught to be an example of the believers in all things and in all places, right? You're supposed to be a good Mormon everywhere. I mean, we go, we go to church every Sunday, right? And then we've got mutual. And then we've got all these, we got seminary. We have all these things where we learn how to teach. Then we go on missions, right? And there's this emphasis on truth and sharing the truth um, to every creature and every nation, people in tongue. And so when people leave the church, there's that idea that there is a new truth that's been discovered. And so it makes sense that in the same way that for years, decades even, that they've been taught to teach, that they're still going to teach the truth. The truth just happens to be like the opposite of what they've been teaching this whole time. And maybe there's a sense of responsibility to teach this truth because they've been teaching the LDS truth for so long. I don't know. But it makes sense that former members of the church are going to continue to teach what they believe is true. Because what do we do every fast Sunday? Testify. What are we, again, taught to do whenever we can? Teach and testify. Those who serve missions know that Every conversation basically should end with or include some form of testimony. I know this to be true. And so, of course, it's just logic, I believe. I think it's just logical that those who leave the church continue to testify what they believe is true and to share that with everyone that they can. And, uh, and then another point I want to bring up is... I think it's very hard for current members, especially those who have been born and raised in the faith, to truly understand how it feels to lose that faith. I like to think of The Wizard of Oz, all right? And we're not talking about Wicked or that James Franco spinoff. We're talking about the original Judy Garland film, where she's in a place where she doesn't uh, know where to go. Uh, she's lost. She finds some friends on the way because she's been told that there's this great wizard who can solve her problems. And she finds these friends and they have problems. And she says, well, we're going to the wizard. And they're like, oh, the guy that can solve all of our problems? Awesome. And they go to Oz and they meet Oz the great and powerful. And it's huge and it's big and it's spooky. And... Um, but they've got, they've got complete faith because people have said, go meet this Oz. He can solve your thing. You can solve all your issues. And, um, so they say, okay, well, whatever you require of us, we'll do. And he says, go get me the broom of the wicked witch of the West. Right. And they say, okay, that's what the great Oz says. So what the wizard says, we'll go do it. And they go and do it. They bring back the broom and he's like, ah, sorry, can't do anything. And they're like, what in the world? <laughs> sorry, spo spoiler alert. 
If you haven't seen Wizard of Oz, just ruined it for you. Um, but uh, so yeah, it's all right. So they bring back the uh, the broom. They're disappointed, and then Toto, right, the hero of the movie that no one talks about, pulls back the curtain, and Oz is not this big old spooky thing. It's just a dude pulling some levers, pushing buttons. And um, the end of the movie, okay, so the lion gets some courage by, uh, you know, by a gift from the, from the, from the wizard. The Tin Man gets a little heart clock. I mean, I don't know if that's in the, I can't remember the movie, but that's like in place. He gets a, a heart clock. And then the scarecrow has no brains, but then gets him like a degree. And then for um, for Dorothy, uh, uh, he's, she's supposed to join him in the hot air balloon, and that doesn't work. Blah blah blah. Okay. The point I want to get to is ima- imagine if this is how the Wizard of Oz ended, right? They learn that he's a fraud, right? That the Great Wizard is actually just a dude behind a curtain, pressing buttons, pulling levers. And then instead of, like, giving these gifts, he just is like, too bad. Sorry about it. You big dummies. Can't believe that you thought I was, like, really this big thing. And then just, like, kicks him out, and then there was no reward. They're just actually stuck, and nothing gets better, and it's just was a waste of time. All right? And then, like, the movie ended. You'd be like, what was that? That was not fun at all. Why did we watch that movie? Well, that encapsulates, I believe, a lot of how people feel about the church and their experiences with faith. They believe that the church is true, right? They believe that that Oz is this great and powerful wizard, if you will. And then whether um, it's because of church history stuff, it's because of the actions of other members, whether it's because of... Um, um, there's a myriad of reasons, but whatever it might be, the curtain is pulled. They believe that a curtain's been pulled, and they see something that's different from the image they've always believed in, that great and powerful Oz. And what 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 a different image that is, okay? From the Oz and great and powerful to Jim Bob and his lovers. Totally, totally different things to believe in, right? And, again, instead of getting something in return, there's a lot of just overall disappointment of, man, I just did all this stuff that you promised would help me do this, you know, get out of the situation or promise all these blessings and now that I kind of I, I see you for what you actually are, I I don't like that at all. I don't I don't want to be part of that at all. And when that falls, all right, when that shifts from Oz and the Great Powerful, you know, big lights, big, you know, there's smoke, there's fire, this big thing turns into Jim Bob and his levers. That doesn't just change your faith and whatnot it changed like it, it 
questions that you that you didn't ask before because you knew that God was real. You knew that Jesus Christ was real. You knew that Joseph Smith was a prophet. All of a sudden, is God real? Is Jesus Christ? Is that? Is he? Did he exist? Was he? Is he the? All these things that were so certain become big old question marks, and things that were so sure become are, are knocked down and foundations are crumbled because being LDS, all right, is not just a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. It's an everything thing. And so, when that moment happens or that sequence of moments, because it can be a lot, happens. It is big and it is thunderous and it is scary and it is earth shaking, maybe even earth shattering. And it is no small thing is what it is for sure. It is no small thing. And so to expect people to go through that, all right, imagine somehow, you know, Oz reveals himself and then they go back to the munchkins and they're like, hey, we just saw Oz, and he's actually not Oz. He's just, I don't know why I gave him this name, but he's just Jim Bob and some buttons and some levers. They're like, don't, don't talk about it. They're like, we just risk our lives. There were flying monkeys. Like, we don't want to hear about your flying monkeys. If you don't believe in the Oz like we do, we don't want to talk about it. Don't, or we don't want, we don't want to hear it. Don't talk about it. That would be crazy. They just went through this huge traumatic thing where this you know, this great power was supposed to save them and they they followed the instructions and it didn't work out and everything was a lie. And then they're told not to talk about it. You would be like, um, no, right? You'd be like, uh, no, you can talk about it. Let's talk about it. So with, with that same th thought process in mind, it is crazy. And I'm going to say crazy. I think it is crazy to expect former members to not talk about a church that they were in for a very long time. And even let's just even say like it was a year. Someone was a member for a year and they left. That's a long time. That's 365 days of being LDS. Again, it's not uh, being LDS is not a Sunday thing. It's an everything thing. And for most people, it's a lot longer than a year. It's decades. It's years. Lifetimes even. And so to expect people not to talk about it after they've left is a crazy, crazy expectation. And I, hey, and I get not liking what you're hearing, all right? Because it's the opposite of what you believe. And again, like I said, I'm not taking any side. I'm not saying, hey, you can't handle the whole truth because those who have left know everything. And you no, that's not what I'm saying. Again, I'm just trying to say this is where they're coming from. This is what they believe. They believe that the church is absolutely false and is fraudulent and is man-made and all this stuff. And that's where they're coming from is because that's the opposite of what they've been taught their whole life and believed in and knew was true. I'm sure most people who leave the church and believe that it's no longer true at one point said, I know this church is true. And so just to expect people not to talk about it is, uh, is, is crazy and inhumane, non-human. I think it's very... Uh, dehumanizing to hope and believe and think that it's right for someone not to talk about something that they've left that was their whole entire life. And so why do ex-Mormons, why, why can't they just leave the church alone? Because the church was everything for them. 
just like it is for you. And imagine just for a moment, if you just learned it was all false, you'd be pretty upset too. You want to talk about it. All right. So stop giving people flack. I have this written here and I'll say, I say, well, boohoo, you don't get to decide how someone else handles their decision to leave. All right. And I don't think that other people should decide how you handle your decision to stay. If you stay, if you leave, I think people should process that however they want to. So hopefully, you know, and I, and, and, and I say all this as someone who did used to say, why can't they just leave the church alone? You left, go live your life. I don't care that you left, just leave it alone. I, I believe that for the longest time, for the longest time. And what I just explained to you is kind of what I, the thought processes that I have. And now I believe what I just shared. So some understanding goes a long way, but I think it's beyond rude. I think it's crazy. And I think it's dehumanizing to expect people not to talk about leaving a church that was there everything for so long. On that note, I want to say thanks for listening. I hope this brought some sort of understanding to someone, to some of y'all. Hopefully, hopefully everybody, but uh, at least to some of some of you guys. And uh, again, just to wrap it up, a short little plug. If you want to come see me, tell some jokes. June thirtieth, the Bun Boys Provo, seven thirty. Tickets are seven bucks. Discount discount code Tommy for twenty five percent off. Tickets in the link in the bio. Thanks for listening.